Hello, listeners. This is Keith, the voice of Cabal, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Die by the Sword podcast. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a big shout out to the guys over at Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music over at MidnightSyndicate.com. And we'd also like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for the wonderful ambient sound you hear throughout our podcast. You can check them out at www.youtube.com forward slash Sword Coast Soundscapes. Also, check out our website at DieByTheSwordPodcast.com and get connected with the community by following us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, contact us at DieByTheSwordPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave a great review wherever you listen to us. And now, let's get into this week's episode. I just started watching a new show on Netflix. It's called Floor is Lava. No, Floor is Lava is a game that you play when you're a child. Are they kids playing it? It's adults and teenagers, because I've seen the first episode. See, I remember it being a internet thing. You just say Floor is Lava and start right. counting down. Like in the middle of the, the uh, supermarket. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Floor is Lava. And it, oh, and then you jump up on something. <laughs> Okay, that would be difficult in the supermarket. Yes. Oh, they did it. <laughs> Suddenly yeah. I'm on a, on a standing on a can of green beans. Oh no. <laughs> right in the middle of the bananas, bro. You open that produce. Right. <laughs> so wait, hold on. We've got floors lava, tag. Mm-hmm. Do we have like dodgeball uh, or tetherball? Is, is all of this on the Ooh. Ocho, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> it's on a Hulocho. Uh, Hulu. You know, I do love when ESPN2 switches over to the Ocho programming. It's always fun. <laughs> Is it mostly Ocho programming now since there are no sports? Ah, good point. Well, there's soccer going on. In oh, some yeah. Places. Premier League is actually pretty good. Although I watching it when they first started without uh, the fans, the sounds, it was bizarre. Yeah, I, I, I watched a match where there was nobody in the stands. It was just them on the field playing i'm like so is this just like practice it sounded like it yeah the nba is going to start with no fans as well no uh baseball too yep, yeah baseball too yeah and hockey oh yeah they're they're actually condensing it to, to two cities they're only going to play in two cities so the leafs versus <laughs> well no they're going to have all teams playing in those two cities <laughs> yeah, oh yeah okay yeah, the NBA said the same thing, that they were just going to play at a certain designated spot. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I do miss baseball, though. Do you regret not going to the uh, brand new Barbecue Grill Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> that is being torn apart on Twitter. I was supposed to have tickets to a game this month, but that didn't happen, obviously. Well, darn. So, are you... Do you like that design or, I mean, I would, I understand air conditioning is great, but mm. that building is ugly. It is very ugly. I love, I love the, the ballpark that we had. That there's nothing ballpark. wrong with. There's so nothing, there's wrong, nothing with. wrong with. It's just all outdoor. Yes. Um, I like the idea of having the air conditioning to watch games in the summer. And the inside of the park looks fine. 
But I mean, that's why I don't go to baseball games is because I don't want to have a heat stroke while I'm trying to watch the game. It is ridiculous. You go in the spring or the fall. Yeah, yeah. I will not go well, during the summer. Well, no well, way. Well, fall. Yeah, yeah. just go. If it's if it's the summer, I'll go to a night game. Yeah, because yeah, I don't need a sunburn. It's still a hundred degrees. I would say even then, <laughs> it's just muggier, so you can't yeah. breathe. But you're not in direct sunlight then, so I'm not. I don't That's have the potential true. to burst into flames. Yeah, That's Gary and I have that problem. Mm. We, we, Gingers we unite. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sunburn. <laughs> Wait, John, you're a ginger? Originally, yeah. When I was born, my hair was orange. Right now it is uh, not that color. No, I know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've only known you as a non-ginger. This is true. For the last few years, decades, I've been non-ginger. Last <laughs> few years, decade. decades. <laughs> it's okay. Mine's going more brown right now anyway. Because it's not getting direct sunlight at all. Yeah. So gingers get their power from the sun? Yeah. No. Opposite. No, 20 <laughs> minutes at a time. We, <laughs> we yeah. can only take 20 minutes. That's it. <laughs> We go out, charge up, then we have to go back inside immediately. <laughs> Mine's looking very blue. That's um, the colors keeping, so I'm I'm happy about that. Oh yeah, that's cool. That must be Smurf powers, dude. Yes, I'm fighting Gargamel at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Think it'll still be blue by the time you have to go back into the office? Mm, I don't know. We just had a conference call today, and they were talking about it's gonna be at least September. So I might get to do another color. We'll see. Ah. Oh fun mm-hmm. yeah for for us it's uh they're not even going to evaluate bringing people back into the office until september okay yeah we're waiting till january i'm still going into the office yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm not essential gary i, I i'm redundant <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of leaving the office how know. are you going to segue with that? I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> don't Dwarfy leaving his time his, to get to uh, work behind? Yeah. Yeah. Dwarfy has left his office. He has, and and followed us into this field where we're fighting. Uh, yes, yes I do recall this. So, but before we get into the combat, I did want to bring up uh, last episode. Uh, Philip made a fantastic joke about Katmandu. Yes, it was, <laughs> and I. And I said hero card, but we were too busy going into things that I never actually gave you a hero card. So I have drawn said hero card, and uh, normally I find a way to bring it into the story, but it's been so long since you would have received it that I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you now. Okay, so what is it? And your card is the survivor. I was going to go uh, Destiny's Child, but... That's yeah. what I was thinking. That's where I went to was, <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. <laughs> so what is, what is this card? Destiny's uh, D&D. <laughs> the survivor is a shields card. Oh. The survivor is the neutral good card of constitution. It represents a creature that has managed to survive a terrible ordeal when everyone thought him lost. Uh, shields cards allow you to spend this card in order to gain an additional standard or move action this turn. Okay, so it's like, would be like haste? Like mini haste. <laughs> Haste-ish. But anyway, 
So I believe at the end of last episode, you guys were just getting into the edge of the Shutterwood. Uh, you made your way inside, and this weird vine started attacking you. And I believe that Rinley got to go first in the initiative. Uh, yes, I have the initiative written down. Perfect. And what were those initiatives? Uh, Renly 20, Dwarfy 20, Cabal 16, Jobert 15, and I was bringing up the rear, sadly, at 14. And the plant? I didn't have that one. I had that one. See if he he was going to say it. Yeah, he should have made that a two. You know me better than that. Yeah, but I'm going to get you one time. Nope. (laughs) Maybe? Nope. I'll get you, Beer Baron. <laughs> All right. So, I believe that uh, Rinley had uh, used his hammer that he just got back and had something to say. Yes. So, uh, yeah, no. Renly grabbed his... Uh, which sounds just dirty. <laughs> Renly grabbed his hammer and uh, using it for the first time in battle, uh, he transformed into his brother. So, in front of you is this barbarian. If you're not a listener of the podcast, uh, his name was Thurskill. He died. Um, R.I.P. Yes. Uh, Using the hammer caused him to uh, use his hex transformation, and he is Thurskill, and he uh, is wondering, uh, who who the hell are you people? The only person he really knows is Dwarfy, though. But he doesn't see him because he's short. Hmm. And Diego's going to say, Dwarfy, what have you done? <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know who should blame him? Cabal. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally Cabal. <laughs> yep. Um, so, but after he does that, he's he's going to notice that, oh yeah, there's a plant attacking, so um, he is going to run up and hit it with his hammer. Okay. That's what he do. 14... A 14 misses. No, actually 15, 15. 7 plus 8 is 15. Yes, it is. So 15. Okay, 15 hits. All right, so that is going to be 1d8 plus 3, so minimum damage, uh, 4 points of damage, and then electricity, if it counts, minimum on that, 1. Okay, uh, you do notice that the... It did take the the bludgeoning damage from the from the hammer, but the electricity didn't seem to do anything to it. Okay. Okay. And that is Renly slash Thurskill's turn. Feels weird saying that name again. Mm-hmm. Alright. Next up would be Dwarfy, who sees his long lost best friend standing in front of him again. Skill? What the hell? Attack the plant, sir! Attack the plant! No, oh, oh, uh, right, right. We'll, we'll discuss this later. So, uh, since we're doing that thing where we did before, uh, I'm playing, uh, I'm rolling for Dwarfy this week, and he is going to, uh, swing his hammer, which is, uh, way upgraded, so. 17. That's a hit. 
Uh, it doesn't have electricity though. Nine points of bludgeoning damage. Nine points of damage taken. Very good. Uh, next up would be Cabal. Um, how far are we away from this plant and dwarfing? Uh, you're kind of in like this narrow. Uh, think of it. You're you're on a, a nature path, and it's very narrow, maybe like seven feet wide total. And the trees and the bushes and everything are just kind of making this canopy above you. So very little light coming through. And this vine has kind of reached up. It's probably about. 15 feet in front of you. Perfect. Okay. Um, Cabal will then uh, ready a blunt arrow and shoot at the vine. Okay. 16. 16 hits. Okay. 5 points of damage. 5 points of damage. Very good. Next up would be Chaubert. Right. Chaubert is quite surprised at what he's seen but this isn't the first time he's been surprised by Rinley, so he's going to try to roll with it a little bit. Um, so he's just going to go in and try to attack this plant. Go and for it. with a short sword, he is going to uh, 15. 15 hits. All right. And it's 11 points of piercing damage. 11 points of piercing damage. This vine is very sliced up now. They call me the Diego. <laughs> uh, Diego looks at what has happened to Rinley and uh, Dwarfy and says, Strange turn of events, my friend. And he runs towards the vine and begins pummeling it with his fists. So I'm going to use an unarmed strike. Okay. Uh, 20. That's a hit. For... Ha, Max, uh, 11 points of damage. And you have killed the vine. Woo! I envision, like, you know those videos of, like, the Russian guys just, like, punching a tree until it, like, breaks? That's what I figured that Diego just did. Just, like, took out that tree completely. (laughs) When he said, and you killed the vine, I was like, so is the TikTok going to take its place now, or? (laughs) Right? (laughs) And a killer TikTok makes his way out. Because I will fight that. <laughs> Does this mean it's a dance-off? Dance-off, pants-off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so now you are out of initiative. You have killed the vine. I've We've killed the vine, but nothing is happening to Renly. Renly is, you know, he can ch- transform back from carry, but he does not transform back uh, from Thurskill. What is going on here? The last... The last thing I remember, the last thing I remember was leaving. Wait, no, that's not right. The last thing that that I remember was that you died. Shut your mouth. I'm not dead. I'm right here. No, you were dead. No, you totally no, dead. no. I mean, look at me. I'm right here. Look at this body. Dwarfy apparently is not dead. He's right here. You weren't there. Shut up. <laughs> Diego looks at him and says, I see a body. Perfect. So, where where's the rest of us? Who are these people? Uh, um, well, the snarky one that 
is right here that can't seem to do his religious magic right. That one is Cabal. <laughs> the the shadowy one over there that that's uh, Chaubert, and the cat is Diego. I love cats. Diego is now scowling. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, just like a cat. I think he. I think he finds that offensive. You, you, you just. I'll just ignore him, and he'll come later. So, but, but, Roderick and Zenobia, and Vivian, where, where are they? Well, uh, Roderick went to find his his father, so he he's probably somewhere in this wood. I don't know where though. But uh, your brother told me that Zenobia. My brother. Yes. How do you know my brother? After you died, he he came to take your place. He couldn't take my place. He's tried with this tribe, and now he's trying with my friend? Where is he? Well, he's you. Well, he was you. No, I'm me. Not exactly. What the hell is going on? Um, and then he is going to uh, put down his hammer and um, start to talk to you, but as soon as he lets it go, it hits the ground, you see Renly again. Uh, and Renly is frightened. He's scared. Wait. What? Uh, okay, what just happened? I, I don't know. What just happened? I was trapped. I was trapped. It felt like... Um. I could see everything that happened, but... I couldn't control my body. You were Thurscale. Oh, God. That witch. I didn't do that. No, you didn't do that. I mean, he could have done that. I don't know. No, I did not do that. <laughs> I mean, it's, you did something to the hammer, and he didn't do that before, and now he does it. So, I no, mean... The hammer was obviously broken before I got it. It was not my fault. So, so it was the hammer... Uh, Renly goes and he picks it up, but nothing happens. He's still Renly. Well, there must be some other trigger then. Do you think Father Grimbro did something to it? No, 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 it's not Father Grimbro, it's her. Who is this? Uh, who? Her. Renly just walks away. But, but, Renly, Renly, do you even know where you're going? Going to find the Whispering Way. Going to destroy them. And I'm going to be rid of this curse. Okay, well, I, I, I guess Renly's leading the way now. Maybe we should give him his space for right now. Oh no, this show must go on. Let's follow. So, uh, I'm assuming we're going down this green line? Yes. <laughs> or up this green line, because we were at the Askenor Lodge, right? No, that's where you're heading. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right, with our fancy, fancy Time Lord paper invitations. Psychic paper. Mm -hmm. And I forget, did Dwarvy, when he joined us, did he give us any different weapons in case we run into any uh, werewolves on this trip? He no, did because, not. Because but... it's greedy. Cabal <laughs> gave us some holy water. I did, because I am a gracious person that loves you guys very much. <laughs> that in mind. <laughs> 
Um, he does have uh, craft magic arms and armor, so he can do it, but I mean, it costs money, and uh, he needs to have the spells to do it, correct? Yes. And he also needs to be at a forge to do so. So. Sounds like a lot of details. It is. Sounds like uselessness, but yeah. <laughs> can he have a pocket forge? You know, like the, the pocket spa? Listen here, you cabal. <laughs> but uh, you start uh, making your way, following the silent path. Dwarfy and cabal bickering back and forth like you know, <laughs> siblings. As you start getting a little bit deeper into the woods, you start uh, again seeing these eyes just kind of popping up in the darkness, watching you. And then in front of you, you hear this call like a like a man crying out for help. Roll a perception check. Ooh, natural one. 27. 10. 8 for Dwarfy, and then Renly rolled a natural one, so he ain't seen nothing. And then for Cabal, 27. Okay. So, and Chaubert, you also had a 27? Yep. Okay. So Cabal and Chaubert notice as you are looking around the trees and see these eyes popping up every once in a while and the sound of this man crying out for help, you see a figure start moving in the trees above you. It realizes it's been spotted by you and kind of darts off. Cabal, you saw that, right? I did. We're being watched. Of course, dear. Look at all the lovely eyes. This was... This was different. It was it was fast. Do we, could we tell which way it went? Uh, I mean, well, which way did it, did it go along, further along the path, back to the side? It went uh, further along the path. So it's in front of us now? Yes. Coming from the same direction as that guy that was crying out for help. I think we may be walking into a trap. I, I feel like maybe I should scout ahead. Agreed. That's a good idea. Right, so Chauvert is going to try to make his way along the path as quietly as possible. He doesn't want to. I don't. He doesn't want to go too far away from everybody, just in case something happens. But he wants to go up and try to take a look around. Okay. So thirty-two on stealth. Okay, very good. So you're moving very stealthily. And so does he. Should make a perception check then, see if you see, see what he sees. Yeah, so how far up are you moving and, uh, and make a perception check when you get there? Okay. Uh, probably he wants to move like uh, third. Well, what's his movement speed? It's 30. Uh, so probably just double what he could run back. Uh, so 60 feet up ahead. Okay. And his perception, 14. 14. Um, the cries from this man in, in agony are louder, so you can tell you're definitely closer to him. You do kind of notice that as you get around this area of the trail, you start seeing what look like spider webs kind of lining the sides of the path. You see more of the eyes blinking. 
Now are these eyes like eight eyes all together? Yeah, should I say, what kind of, is it just two eyes? Yeah. Or is it... <laughs> Do I, um, I tell what I'm thinking already is like spider eyes? You can't really tell too much. You could try to roll a, a knowledge check on it. I have knowledge local and knowledge dungeoneering. Or planes, but... Roll dungeoneering. 16. 16? Um, with a 16, you're not quite sure what it is. You need more information to go on. Alright. And I can't... Does it look like I could move forward some more to get a little closer to the sound, or without getting tangled up, or... Yeah, the, like the webs aren't... Um, within the path. They're just kind of lining the sides of the path. So you still have this perfect pathway to go forward to follow the trail. Alright. I am going to go up the trail just a little bit further just to see if I can see anything. Okay. Uh, another 30 feet. 30. Still. Okay. And perception is 22. 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, you notice that as you get a little bit closer, the sound of that man crying out sounds further away. Like it's moving at the same speed you are Ooh. down the path. Uh, you also can hear rustling in the, the foliage around you and in the, the web around you and you hear like the skittering sound through the through the trees and with the 22 you can actually spot at one point this hideous looking purple creature that walks upright like a man but it has the face of a spider and these like sickle shaped claws and once Ooh. again it sees that you see it and it darts off down the path oh man alright so Chaubert feels like he's probably pushed his luck a little bit, so he's going to come back to the group and let them know. Um, so should I roll another stealth check to get back? or uh, If you want to move back stealthily, yes. Otherwise, you can just go back on your own. Yeah, I'm going to just sneak, sneak on back to the guys. And that is a 36 stealth. Okay. All right, so he comes back and he... All right, seen I do believe we're still walking into a trap I I saw this creature it was, it was purple with the face of a spider and these terrible claws and he definitely knew that I saw him and he, he ran further and that screaming voice it, as I approached it it it, as it it just went further away from me I, I do believe like I said we are, we are walking into a trap Brindley goes well then, let's walk into it. He picks up the hammer, and nothing happens to him again. Um, and with purpose, he follows the sound. Diego's not going to let him go wandering by himself, so Diego will follow. Behind. Well, looks like we're going. Cabal shoves Dwarfy backwards and then runs in front. <laughs> hey. Hey. And you can just see his little dwarf legs trying to catch up because he has a slower <laughs> movement speed. 
you guys kind of followed the sounds of this this man screaming and and crying out for help and it continues to move you continue to keep hearing the the skittering sounds and, and seeing the eyes pop up every once in a while and you eventually find your way moving forward there's a a side path that opens up and on that you start seeing like a couple of silver coins and a little bit further there's a few there's a couple of gold coins so it is like Hansel and Gretel with the breadcrumbs yeah, <laughs> I like it try and get that bread that's right Hansel you see the breadcrumbs are they great <laughs> as you see this this side path not only do you now hear a man crying out but you hear a woman scream and cry out for help as well are they are they the same distance away? Do they seem like they're together? They don't seem like they're together, but they're coming from the same direction. Okay. So I guess we move in that direction. I guess we continue. Yeah, yeah, that towards that. Okay. Yeah. Keep following the path, and you keep seeing occasional items pop up. There's like a a satchel that's on the ground, a few more, uh, you know, copper pieces laid out. There's a a few vials laid on the ground. Kind of looks at one point like somebody has been dragged through here. Diego will pick up the vials. Okay. Are they empty? Diego, no. <laughs> Too late. Uh, can I do a knowledge check to see what they are? This would be a knowledge arcana. Okay. Hmm, this is going to be horrible. Diego gets a three. 29 for uh, Renly. Well, Renly definitely recognizes these as Silver Sheen. So I, I pick it up, look at it, identify it. This is Silver Sheen, and I toss it to somebody. Somebody who's behind me. Don't care who. So I, I guess, who's, who's right behind me? Jaber? It's like a wedding toss with the flowers. Yeah. Like, everybody's like, oh my god, I won. Pick it up, Jobert. Yeah, sure. Jobert catches it. Okay. So, there are two vials of silver sheen here. Also, who's picking up those coins? Did anybody get them? Nobody picked them you up. Were, you were in front, so if you you had the, the first initiative to pick them up, so. Right, and then everyone followed and just walked right by the coins. Jobert felt there's going to be bad luck to touch those coins. So he was not going to pick them up. Yeah, they were laying on tails, so he was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm good, so... So, you continue to make your way through finding a few more items here and there. Uh, Most of them just look like, uh, you know, backpack, bedroll, that kind of thing. Adventurers that normally carry with them. Some items that might look like a hunter carried, carried them through here. And as you make your way down this path, following and hearing these these cries for help and these screams, you see in front of you just a single kind of decrepit tower. And as you get closer, you start to hear this beautiful, enchanting music that sounds like it's being played on a harp. Everybody roll a will save. I was afraid of that. Ooh, nat 20. 
18 for Cabal. 15 for Diego. Uh, 16 for Renly and 18 for Dwarfy. Okay. Diego and Renly. You are both so captivated by this music that you feel like you have to go inside this tower. I love the music. I must go in. Do you hear that? Let's go. And while he's going in, he is he's wary of transforming, but he's going to go ahead and become Carrie the One because the music is calling. Okay. So. Brittany, uh, Diego will open the door. So Cabal looks at Jobert and says, should we stop them or just follow them? This is a bad idea. We should stop them. So Jobert is going to try to grab uh, Carrie the One. And no matter what you do, they're just compelled to just walk to this tower. They can't stop themselves. Nobody can stop them. And they start approaching this this ruined stone watchtower. It's got it's about three stories tall. There's blood ivy climbing up the sides of it. Grayish green lichen blanketing the stonework. And they make their way inside the tower. When you make it inside, the music stops. You see long, tout strands of shimmering silk filling the ruined tower's interior, forming an intricate pattern running from floor to ceiling. There's half a dozen large, cocoon-like shapes hanging from the ceiling, suspended above the tower's hard-packed dirt floor. In the far corner, between two larger chunks of rubble, there's a wide burrow that opens up into the ground. These shapes that are cocooned, are they, like, fully cocooned? It doesn't look like it's, a, you know, what do they, they look like people, or? Uh, there's a few varying shapes. Do you, do you want to in, inspect the cocoons? Uh, maybe I don't waste my time. What are Rinley and Diego doing? Yeah, are we no longer entranced? You're no longer entranced. You're inside, um, inside this tower. Okay, then yeah, definitely inspecting. Yeah, okay. 28 for perception from Cabal. Is there a knowledge check that we need to do, or is it just straight perception? Uh, this would be an, uh, a knowledge dungeoneering. Heck yeah. You want to do a knowledge? 23, 23 for Cabal. And 9 for Chaubert. Uh, Dwarfy got a natural 20, and in total, that is... Of course he does. 21. 24. Oh, damn it. I was hoping to be a 24 so he could one-up Cabal. <laughs> no, it's Diego has no rank in this, so and he rolled a 19. <laughs> so he got a 10. <laughs> but uh, as you're... As you're looking around, it gives you more information of what you're looking for, uh, the, the knowledge checks. You look at these co- cocoons and you find, like inside of them, you find the remains of, there's three goats, there's a horse, and two humans hanging upside down with all of their blood completely drained. Ooh, That's nasty. <laughs> and between the the cocoons and the draining of the blood and the webbing and the music Cabal and Dwarfy instantly know 
that this is a weaver worm. What is that? A weaver worm is... It basically has the upper body of a flayed woman and the lower body of, like, a... Like, larva. (laughs) That's gross. Worst blind date ever. very disgusting. All right, yeah. So who... Did anybody watch the cartoon Earthworm Jim? I played the game Earthworm Jim. the game, yeah. 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 Okay, so there was... Oh, what was her name? She was Queen Something Slug for a Butt. Oh... Right now, somebody's yelling at their app again. <laughs> right. They, they know it. I think it's just, it's Queen Slug for a Butt. That was her name. <laughs> Queen Slug uh, for a Butt. I love it. I think I'm going to be using that in a performance at some point. <laughs> I think I'll be using that as an insult at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, on one of the bodies that, uh, the human bodies that was cocooned, you do find a very damaged letter uh, in, in their pocket. Does anybody have linguistics? I do, because I have everything. Um, 20. 20? Ooh. Okay. Uh, you do see that this is a sealed envelope. It's half-soaked in blood. Opening it up, you do see that the letter is... A reservation note for a room at the Azkanor Lodge. And it is for a minor noble named Echtmor Draven. It was meant for last week. Huh. Redley doesn't say that Philip says that. Huh. Um so can we still see the person that it came from? Can we see his face and stuff and his clothes? Yeah, I mean oh. is does one is, is one of them what was his name Renmore Renly no wait I'm Renly <laughs> <laughs> is it me am I staring at myself Etchmore Draven Etchmore you would assume that since he's carrying the letter that this is Etchmore Draven and that was his reservation card to get into Askenor Lodge but he didn't make it okay and the and the and Queen Slug for butt's not here right. Well, we don't know that for sure because there's that big hole in the ground. Yeah. Oh, she's down there. Okay. And her movement could be based on vibrations, and she hears us walking now. Anybody remember Terminator? Yeah. Terminator? (laughs) Graboids. (laughs) So, I mean... And as you're trying to figure out what to do the door to this tower slams and locks shut. Oops. Okay. The tower is shut. There's a hole in the ground with a slug for a butt down there. And this guy dropped his invitation. Did he drop anything else like money or potions or rods or staffs? No. That is the only thing of his stuff that you see. But Cabal and Dwarfy would both know that a weaver worm likes to hoard items like a dragon and so perhaps in its lair it might might have more items when the door shuts Chaubert's gonna try to do a little hide in the shadows type deal he's he's a little nervous um yeah no Carrie is is not nervous she's annoyed 
She is going to pop her wings and yell, Show yourself! Show yourself, you coward! You've lured me here, I'm here! And you hear this musical, sing-songy type voice come from that that hole that is in the ground. I'm not the one who's hiding. Why don't you come down here to me? I only want to talk. Cabal lights a torch and throws it down the hole to see how deep it is. Okay. Uh, the hole's probably about eight feet. Oh, so it's a tiny little hole. Yeah, it's not like a, a huge drop. Uh, so can we roll a percentile die to see if that landed on her head? <laughs> it didn't. You didn't. You, you didn't roll. I know where she's at. It, it didn't. <laughs> her hair may be on fire. She just got her weave done. It's got a lot of hairspray in it, and the torch like got it, and now she's just on fire. <laughs> Did any of that happen? Yeah, no. she's like Hades from Hercules. Like she just got fire for her head now. Right. <laughs> that just means she's pissed off. She's going to kill you all. <laughs> she gonna try? All right, guys. So what do we do? I don't know anything about these creatures. Uh, what What can you tell me? How How tough are they? How Do they have weaknesses? Usually, they uh, they just want food. Uh. In my in my experience, they're 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 quite large and have um, they're very strong. They can bite you and and use their claws and and paralyze you. Hmm. And we can't go anywhere. I mean, we can't. The door's locked. I mean, I could try to open it. <laughs> go for it. Open the door. Is it a or is it a pickable lock? I should say. Yeah, you, you could disable the device if you want. Guys, I... Would you like me to try it? Or you want to see what she has to say? Carrie <laughs> looks you right in the face and Feather falls down. Oh my. I'm afraid she's gone. We're going to have to chase her. Diego scampers down. I mean, we don't have to. If y'all don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dwarfy jumps in. Well, looks like we're going. Right. And since Dwarfy did it, like, Cabal's like, well, I can't be a puss and, like, not go now. So, like, he has to go. He has to jump in. <laughs> yeah, Chabert's normally, he's used to more working by himself and working in the shadows, and he's hes not used to this uh, gung-ho attitude. But he's hes going. Yeah, no, it's, it's less about gung-ho with Carrie right now. She's going through a... Uh, one of them uh, existential crises. So you make your way down the hole into the, the lower level through the burrow, and you see soft webbing wreathing the walls, the ceiling, and the floor of this subterranean chamber. You see several lumps bulging outward along the floor, and unidentifiable under layers of sticky web. So, Cabal. Does she have any weaknesses? Um, what would I roll for that? Or do I already know it? You already did the dungeoneering check. Yes. Yeah, I sure did. High. No weaknesses that are known. And no immunities. That are known. There are no weaknesses. Dwarfy just said they're super strong, so we gotta watch out for that. We're just gonna have to pummel them. 
And about the time that you say that, around the corner comes this huge monstrosity. Well, I thought you'd never make your way down here. It is dinner time, you know. And we're rolling for initiative. 21 for Shabir. Dang. Uh, Renly, what is your initiative? 13. 13. Dwarfy? 21. 1. Cabal? 24. 4. Okay, who has the higher modifier between Shabir and Dwarfy? Get a 7. Yeah, that, that's a rogue, so. Yes. Okay. Sure, there it is. Uh, Diego. I rolled a whopping five. Whopping five. <laughs> I'm going to just see what they do before I attack. <laughs> gotcha. Well, we are starting things off with Cabal. Okay. So, what I will do is I will move, move ten feet... And I will ready a firing arrow and fire it at her. Okay. Is is this uh, is this pawn accurate? Is this fifteen by fifteen? Yes. It is a huge Good creature. Lord. Her butt be huge. Huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen misses. Let me double check. Uh, because she hasn't gone yet in the initiative, she is flat-footed, so that hits. Yes. Got her. Ten points of damage. Ten points of damage. A fiery damage. I don't know if that that helps. She on fire. This girl is on fire. 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 <laughs> All right. Showbear. So Chaubert is going to, he's got a straight line of sight to her. So that's a, if he moves here, that he can do a charge, right? It could, yes. Okay, so Chaubert's got a straight line of sight to her, so he's going to use his scout's charge to go deeper into the room. He doesn't like necessarily doing that, but it's his best option. So he's going to have scout's charge, and he is going to use his short sword. 20. 20? Okay, so that would hit, but in order to charge, you are leaving a threatened square, so she will get an attack of opportunity. It's a natty 19 with a bite, uh, so that's going to be a 28 to hit. Oof. Yeah. Now, do attacks of opportunity happen before or after their attack? I usually don't before. Because it's the process of going through the threatened square causes the attack, and then they get there and do their attack. Okay. That's the way I usually do them. It makes sense, but I hate that because, well, we'll see. And that is uh, 15 points of damage on the bite. Ouch. But your attack did hit, so go ahead and roll your damage. 19. 19. Big hit. 
Did it hit? Yeah, it took 19 points damage. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, do you get sneak attack damage for the charge? I thought you did. Yep, that's that was my sneak attack, so it was 46. Uh, worth. Yeah, 5d6 total with my sword. Alrighty. So the next up will be Dwarfy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm also going to uh, use my debilitating uh, injury on her. Uh, and I'm going to give her the bewildered state. And so she gets a minus 2 AC or minus 4 AC to me. But minus 2 AC to anybody else trying to hit her. Okay. So just remind me of the minus four to you. I've adjusted the AC on my side. I think for for me, it's it won't happen because um, I don't think that counts on my next attack. It's just for the one round, unless she moves and gives me an opportunity of attack. I think that's how it would probably work, right? Yes. Okay. So just everybody minus two, unless she gives me an opportunity of attack. Very good. All right, Dwarfy. So Dwarfy is going to move. Uh, at a diagonal, uh, just out of reach of the monster, and he is going to cast Bless. Now, Bless is going to give a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls for all of my allies in a 50-foot radius, so everyone gets a plus one to their attack. Oh, okay. Also, against uh, fear, tries to strike fear in your heart, you get a plus one to that, too. Cool. All right, next up is Renly. My turn again? Wow. Um, so Renly, I mean, Carrie, um, is going to start singing. And the song that she will be singing, and everyone gets a plus to, is... Why not? Flaming. Flaming is always good. So everyone gets a plus one magic enhancement, and then uh, you can roll 1d6 of fire damage as well. Flaming weapons. All right. Anything else from Carry the One? Um, no, that's it. Uh, that's going to mean I'm going to have flaming fists. This is going to be interesting. It is. You will. Your hands are on fire. You're spontaneously combusting. And Ginger, I knew it would happen. Right. <laughs> Where's the sunlight? All right. Uh, next up is the Weaver Worm. She's going to slither down five feet, and she is going to bite Claw Claw Chaubert. Ouch. So first is the bite. 22 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. And I'll go ahead and roll the claw attacks as well. First claw is a 21. That's a hit. And second claw. That's gonna miss. That's a thirteen. <laughs> it's miss. So. She don't have any like rend or anything, does she? No, she does not. Uh, well, no rend. But so for the bite, that is twelve points of damage, and for the claw, that is eight points of damage, and I need you to make a fortitude save. Thirteen. That is a fail. You are paralyzed for one round. And it's... As its claw breaks off into your body. So, on your next round, because you are paralyzed, 
you can make a take a full round action to try to remove the claw that is stuck inside you with a strength check, uh, which will remove the nail, and that will prevent you from being paralyzed again. If you fail to remove it, you will be paralyzed for another round. Okay, uh, so that was the Weaver Worm's turn. It is Diego's turn. Okay, well, Diego is going to run up towards the Weaver Worm, and he's he's going to be beside Jobert so he can uh, assist him if possible, but still be able to attack the Weaver Worm. He's going to use a flurry of blows, and he's going to spend the key point so he can do it twice. Okay. To get to that point, you will need to make an acrobatics check to... Uh avoid an attack of opportunity. Now, he can make the acrobatics check because he wasn't charging, correct? Yes. Yes. Because he just moved. He didn't want to, He didn't try to charge. Uh, my acrobatics is 20, not natural. You have failed. What? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, a 20 fails. Well, darn. So you do get an attack of opportunity. Does he get an attack of opportunity if he got an attack of opportunity against Jobert? What? She took an attack of opportunity against Jobert. This round? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, this is still the same round. Yeah, still the same round. Diego hasn't. Diego never wins. Okay. I'm last. Uh, let me see if she has combat reflexes. She does not, so don't worry about that. You just go up and do your normal hit. Oh, yay. But you do know now for the future that a 20 will not happen. That sucks. <laughs> okay, so we'll do the flurry of blows, and I'm spending key point. Uh, the first one is a 20. Uh, 20 hits. The second is a 16. Uh, 16 misses. Uh, so you're, you moved. Is that with the minus two that I she's taken from me? Yes. Oh, wait, and I'm not adding the plus one from Thurskill. No, no. Carrie right now. Oh, Carrie. From Carrie. It's super confusing. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's lots of people living up here. So uh, if I get a plus one, that's a 17, actually. Okay. So you're you're using the, the a key pull point to attack twice, right? Uh, no, I'm doing Flurry of Blows, which gives me two attacks, and then I'm spending a key point to attack again. A flurry of blows is a full round action, so you, if you move right. more, if you move more than five feet, you can't do a flurry of blows. Ah, well, I'll, I'll, then I'll go ahead and use the key point anyway and do the two actions. Okay, so the first one was a adjusted twenty. Uh, twenty second, uh, twenty one, and then the second one is an adjusted seventeen. Adjusted seventeen. That's with everything added. Uh, do I get anything from? Um, Dwarfy. Yeah, you get plus one. So I get another one, so that would be an 18 from Dwarfy. Okay. And 18 would hit. Yay! That's two hits, so great. Um, also with fire. And my fists are on fire, yes. Yes. Okay, so the first hit is a, a seven. The second one is also a seven. Uh, do I roll the fire? Is 
it a d4 or a d6? It's a d6. 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 Because you had two attacks. Uh, the fire is a total of four. Total of four. Yeah, I rolled two twos. All right. So that'll bring us back to the top of the round with Cabal. Okay. So Cabal is going to move up behind Dwarfy, right behind him, and he's going to cast Prayer. And that will give plus one to attack rolls, weapon rolls, or, or weapon damage rolls, saves, skill checks, and also the foe will take a negative one on all these rolls. And that goes out to everybody. One-upping, one-upping Dwarfy. Oh no. <laughs> well, if only two of us are attacking, I mean, it's not... <laughs> yeah. And actually, it's one of us because I am paralyzed. We're all in the corner. Yay, go Diego. <laughs> okay. So, Cabal is praying. Good. Uh, all right, Chaubert, you are paralyzed this round because this is finally to the round where you're paralyzed. So you take no actions this round. Uh, next round is when you will make the check to try to remove the, the nail. Okay. Uh, Dwarfy. So, Dwarfy, would you say that she has a strong will? Yes. You fool, you fell right into my trap. I'm not going to use that spell then. <laughs> I win! I did it! You guys, I did it. I finally tricked him. She's got a strong everything. <laughs> uh, so, okay, Dwarfy. Uh, can Dwarfy get up to hit? Yes, he can. Yeah, he's going to go there and swing with his silver hammer. Okay. Now, this you is his... Would, do you want to do an acrobatics check for him? Because that would provoke... He's moving through a threat oh. square. Oh, oh, no, no. He's going to try it anyway, but, uh, yeah, he's going to fail this acrobatics check. Hold on one second. Go to our feet. Uh, so I got 15 on the die, so that is a 12. <laughs> yeah, that that's a fail. <laughs> Sorry. And that's a, a 25 to hit on the attack of opportunity. Ugh. Yeah, that's going to hit. She's got long arms. She's a huge creature. So Dwarfy will take 14 points of damage on a bite. Cool. Okay, so he is going to uh, take that attack and swing his silver warhammer and get a 21. That's a hit. Sweet. Um, and then. Ooh. Um, 12 points of bludgeoning damage and 4 points of fire. Nice fire. Very flamey. Alright. And that'll bring us to Renly, or Carrie's turn. Uh, Carrie is going to draw her chakram and fling it at this lady. Um, but she is also going to move to here, so she's not doing it into melee. Well, she's still throwing it into melee. But, I mean, look at all this real there's estate no, right here. There's no all that junk trunk she can here. Look at this. There's no you facing guys the pathfinder. 
You guys are on her front, and this is like more her side. She's hitting in the butt. Yeah, old Miss <laughs> New Booty over there. Hit the booty. That's gonna miss. Um, nine. Yeah, that missed. And that. Yeah. Even if she wasn't in melee, that would miss. Well, I didn't take off the points for melee because I am, uh, I am, uh, uh, protesting those rules. <laughs> they make no sense because I have all this real estate over here. <laughs> I'm just going by rules as written. You nicked her booty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that will bring us to the Weaver Worm's turn. Looks like she has a couple of targets to go for. I'm going to roll a percentile die, because she already has one of you paralyzed. She's going to try to paralyze either Dwarfy or Diego. She goes after Dwarfy. Oh, no! So it's a bite, claw, claw on Dwarfy. So the bite... Is it 22? That hits. First claw. 19. That's a miss. And second claw. 23. That's a hit. 18 points on the bite. And are you minusing one for my praying? Uh, is that to damage as well? Damage okay. rolls as well. So, 17 on the bite. Yay, prayer. <laughs> and then 11 points from the claw, and a fortitude save is needed as well. You get a plus one on your fortitude save because I'm praying. Ooh, natural 20. All right, so you're able to fight off the paralysis. Yay. So the nail doesn't break off inside you. Thank the Lord. She had some damage, though. Yeah, no, she totally did some damage. Okay. Diego. Ah, well, since I'm right here, I'm going to spend the key point again. Okay. That that means you do get three attacks this time. Yes. Okay, so... First one is... A 19. That hits. The second one... Is... Uh, wait, I forgot to add the modifiers because add two to that. So it's a 21 on the first one and a 18 on the second one. Second one misses. And the third. Yes. Is going to be a whopping 20. No, 30. <laughs> yeah, no, that hits. That, 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 <laughs> that hits. Yay, we rolled a 19 on that one. I like that. <laughs> so, damage. Uh, so, two of them hit. So, the first one gets a 7. Plus the 1d6 fire, or no? I haven't done rolled the fire yet. Uh, ooh, nice. The second one gets a 9. Okay. And you add plus 1 to both of those for me praying for you. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, add 2 to that. And then the fire is a three. All right. Quit rolling low on that fire. <laughs> D6s are not my friend. <laughs> Do you only roll the fire one time or once for each punch? Yeah, I roll two die, one for each punch. Ooh, okay. He just keeps rolling low on the fire. Yeah, I rolled a one and a two. 
All right, that'll bring us back to the top of the round with Cabal. Okay. Cabal will run up to... Well, no, because they had to get a provoke of opportunity, right? If I run up to Jobert? Yes, you would provoke. I'm going to go ahead and do that anyway, because I have confidence in my uh, elven shoes. Okay. And my acrobatics. So... Because he really needs it, because he almost did. Yeah, Shabir appreciates this. 21. Fail. Oh my no! god! Oh, what? That's it's a 25 on that attack of opportunity. Alright. It's harsh. You need a better boot maker. It's a 24 to hit. Ooh. Got it. And Cabal takes 14 points of damage. Okay. Um, well, I will cast Cure Moderate Wounds on Hill Bear. Okay. So you get 20 points back. All right. I'm sure, Chaubert is feeling much better now. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. And now it is Chaubert's turn. You are no longer paralyzed, but you'll need to spend the full round action to make that strength check to remove the broken nail. All right, and I, do I get any bonuses on this one? I don't think so. Is this a straight strength check or is it a saving throw? It's a straight strength check. Okay, sorry, I can't help on that. Yeah. Oh, right. uh, you can either make a strength check or you can do a heal check, whichever is better. Uh, strength check, actually, surprisingly. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, three. <laughs> three. Yeah, you're not able to uh, to get the nail out. Uh, you take a D4 of damage for trying to dig around to try to find the nail. So you take four points of damage Yikes. and make another fortitude save. Ah, God, seven. You're paralyzed again. Isn't paralysis fun? <laughs> Okay, so that is Chaubert's turn. It's Dwarfy's turn. Dwarfy? Swing away, Dwarfy. Swing away. Yeah, I mean, that's all he can do. Well, he can do a whole lot more, but... Yeah, no, he's gonna die. Um, swing... Okay, that is a 27 to hit. That's a hit. Oh, that's max damage. It's, uh... 13 points of bludgeoning, and... Three points of fire. And Dwarfy kills the Weaver Worm. Oh, thank God. Oh, nice. Dwarfy. Oh. You know, nobody what? ever checked to see if she was all right. <laughs> so, okay. Um, 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 um. Boy, I thought we were about to get TPK'd. We're going to look around. So, let's look. Are we out of initiative? You're out of initiative. So, you said earlier that there was a horde, so I'm looking for the horde. Okay. Uh, the horde would be these, like, mounds that you see here. Mm-hmm. We are... should definitely search those. Is your bear still paralyzed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody want to help him out with that? Any of the healers okay. want to help him out? Dwarfy is going to do a heal check on him to get that thing out of his arm. Okay. Um, 
All right, you're able to remove it without doing any more damage. And then Dwarfy is going to go ahead and uh, channel. Uh, she's dead, so she doesn't count, right? No, she did. Unless, I mean, you have selective channeling, right? No, so do we have to do it in the corner over there? Yes. Because <laughs> that would... So everybody, hard. follow me. We're going to go into a corner and channel. <laughs> this, this sounds awkward. It does. <laughs> Huddle up, boys. This corner is spooky. Uh, so that is... Um, uh, Four points. Everyone is healed for four. <coughs> Weak. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least I can channel. So Dwarfy and um, Jobert are not okay, right? Yeah. Correct. So now he's going to do a fervor from his War Priest days on Jobert, and you get an additional five points of healing, and he's going to do it to himself, and he's going to get an additional one point of healing. <laughs> so, take away two fervors. Just a real A for effort, though. Alright, let's try and heal something else. Alright. He is going to take out his Wand of Cure Moderate, and do it on himself first, with a seven plus two is nine... And then you are going to get 8 plus 2 is 10. Oh, perfect. It's right on. All right, you're done. Back, baby. Okay, treasure. Okay. Yes, we are searching. Search for treasure. So. so is there anything to inspect for traps where the treasure is located, or is it just... No, it's mostly just it? like these bodies and stuff that are kind of covered in webs that you have to cut into. But no, like, treasure chests or anything like that. I mean, of course, Randley Carius doing detect magic. Is anything glowing? There's a few things that are glowing. Ooh. Well, there's there's literally two things that are glowing. Well, that's not a few. That's a couple. It's a couple. A couple things are glowing. As you search through these mounds of treasure, uh, well, mounds of bodies and Bones. fine things on people... Uh, you do find there's a vial that is radiating magic and a ring that is radiating magic. And you also find 721 gold pieces. Sweet. Who's the, who, who's the treasurer? Uh, I was keeping track of that, so I'll write it down. 720? 21. 721. Probably not best to let the rogue keep track of it, but... I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding. Uh, also, did you uh, did you write down the the potion of what was it? Alchemical silver. Yeah, silver sheen. Silver sheen. Silver sheen. Yeah. Sure. Um. So, uh, Renly is going to start this off with a. Uh, what is it? Is it spellcraft or is it knowledge arcana? Spellcraft. Renly got a twelve. You're not sure what these are. But dwarfy. With his spellcraft, got a eight. He also doesn't know what these are. Cabal, what do you think they are? Cabal got a 15 on his spellcraft. He doesn't know what they are either. (laughs) (laughs) They're magic stuff, but sounds cool. We'll take it with us. All right. That's just for the potion. (laughs) 
I'll give you 721 gold pieces to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Can always try again the next day on the, the potion. All right, for okay, let, let's do the let's do the ring. Oh, that's even better. All right, Dwarfy got 17 plus <laughs> four, so 21. Did oh, what did, what, what I got a natural. I got a natural twenty, but I don't have any modifiers for that, so I just got a twenty. Wait, oh, I feel like natural twenty is better. It is, but it isn't. Dang. <laughs> is that enough, or do we need more? Yeah, that one's enough. Uh, I will even be kind enough to roll that over into the the potion as well. You find a ring of featherfall and a potion of heroism. Potion of heroism. What does that do? Because we're already heroes. I mean, come on. It's actually pretty. And who cool. wants the, who wants the feather fall? Uh, Bradley doesn't need it. Chaubert's really eyeing up the feather fall because uh, he likes to take some chances sometimes. Uh, I'm good without it. So I've got claws, and uh, I do uh, less damage when I if I'm falling near a wall. Do cat folk have natural cat's grace? Yes. So yeah, you don't, you wouldn't need it. The potion of heroism uh, imbues the drinker with great bravery and morale in battle. The target gains a plus two morale bonus on attack rolls, saves, and skill checks. Okay, I would probably give that to Diego. Yeah, he's got to jump into the melee. Sure, sounds good. But that ring of featherfall, who wants it? Seems pretty roguish, but. If Cabal yeah, thinks he no, has you, better use for it, you can have it. All right, Jobay, that's yours. All right. Any other gold? What, what's in this other pile? No, that that's all that there is to find. I mean, you found 721 gold pieces. That's not a bad haul. That's not a bad haul, no. Not at all. Dwarfy almost died, and Jobert was paralyzed for the whole battle. Which seems to happen a lot. He's paralyzed... He's drowning. He's, I mean, there's something going on in every fight. He's, <laughs> he's the new Roderick. There he goes. <laughs> All right. All right, before we leave, uh, Chaubert would like to, he's looking at that Eshmore Driven body. He wants to take another look at it and see kind of how he's dressed, what his race looks like, or what race he was. See if he can tell any features or anything. Okay. Uh, should make your way up to the uh, first level of this tower. Uh, go look at Etchmore Draven's body, or who you assume is Etchmore Draven. Um, he's kind of withered and decayed a bit to fully tell what his race was. Um, definitely humanoid. He appears to be dressed very well. Um, you, you could tell that he would have been uh, some sort of like lower level noble like a count yeah something like that viceroy makes him viscount right yeah or sub sub count that's really all you can you can tell about it's more all right but you do have his invitation okay so i guess we get out of the pit mm-hmm. Renly, because the hat wore off, so it's Renly again. Renly is going to... I'm sorry I was so brash. I'm just going through some stuff. And he walks off. But 
Renly. Renly. Quit walking off. While we're here, should we go upstairs? Uh, it's too crumbled to really go upstairs. This is the only level that really had any substance oh. to it. It yeah, would have been so like a, a three-story tower, but really only the first floor is left. First floor and basement. Well, yeah. So we go up to the first floor from the basement and exit. Hmm. Well, that door still is locked, so we need somebody to unlock the door. Oh, well, that's where uh, Chaubert is more than happy to step in. Okay, so Chaubert's going to go take a look at the lock, and he's going to try his disabled device on it. Okay. Pulls out his thieves toolkit, and that is a 33. You're able to open the door, and you can step outside. All right. Chabert's uh, still kind of on the lookout for... He, he could tell that that was not the creature that he had seen originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to do a... He's going to do a check to see if, uh, like, what he might know about that creature that he'd seen originally. Okay. Be a knowledge dungeoneering. And he's right. the only one that saw it, right? We we can't do that because we didn't see it. I, no. I saw it as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And I described it like real good. <laughs> <laughs> so with it with his description of him telling you anybody who has knowledge of engineering can roll it. Eighteen. Cabal got a twenty for engineering. Uh dungeoneering, uh that is going to be dwarfy getting a twenty one. Okay. Uh, Renly is going to get a 27. 27. So pretty much everybody who attempted the roll with the description and what what you guys saw down in the the burrow, you would know that this was an Edder cap. Renly knows what that is, but Philip has no idea what that is. <laughs> uh, Edder caps are they're kind of like we described earlier. They're purple creatures that uh, they walk upright like man, but they have the face of a spider and these weird sickle-shaped claws. Uh, they're aberrations. Most of them usually find something to worship and admire, and you could probably deduce that these things were basically trying to usher you all to the weaver worm. But now that we know that, we know not to fall for their, their tricks. Yeah. Right. Because they do, they do use like human type sounds uh, to lure people. They'll leave items or coins or things like that for people to follow, like breadcrumbs. So they seem like they're not too confrontational. So we could probably try to get out of here without triggering them. Yeah, most of them they rarely will attack head on. They will only attack if they're cornered and they have to fight. All right. Well, Shabir's like, well, let's get out of here, and he just drops a coin right at the doorway there, just a gold coin. All right. You guys make your way back uh, following the the side path uh, back into the, the main pathway to make your way back toward Escanor Lodge. And as you start making your way down the, the pathway, you come across a a pale corpse of a naked man hanging from a large yellow pine. The man is bound to the trunk with rough cords. His mouth is stuffed with large, pale purple flowers, and his 
wrists and ankles are swollen and dark with bruises marking where his, his bindings cut into his skin. But there's a large silver hunting knife that's embedded deep in his heart. We'll see you next week. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I was going to pull that knife out. Ha <laughs> <laughs>